Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Instrument Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. So you're on an approach, perhaps you're not lined up with the runway you're going to land on. You're circling to land. What are some things you need to consider? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com. So excited to have you all on the Instrument Pilot Podcast. Today brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, Ground School Academy. This entire month of January, current and new GroundSchoolAcademy.com members receive all eight of my books for free, including Pass Your Instrument Pilot Checkride, The Far Aim in Plain English, The Secret to Perfect Landings, In-Flight Emergencies, as well as our In-Flight Emergencies course. 20 videos that take you through VFR and IFR emergencies. And ones you don't always think of. There's the common ones, the engine failure in flight, the engine fire on start. But what about the ones you don't always think of? The lost comm procedures, the engine failures in IFR conditions. These are the types of items we cover in there. And that course, along with the books, is yours totally free just for signing up during the month of January, groundschoolacademy.com to check it out and to learn more. I wanted to spend some time today sharing with you about circling to land because it's so easy in instrument flying to just do the same old thing all the time. GPS approach, ILS approach, ILS approach, GPS approach, and just time and time again. We've done an entire podcast on VOR approaches and different types of approaches that often just get neglected, but this idea of circling to land often gets neglected. You can circle to land off of your, uh, your precision approaches and everything else too that we oftentimes just think I'm stuck with this runway, even though I might have a tailwind because that's what the approach is for. But in reality, we always have, well, I can't say always, depending on the approach, we have that circling to land option. But let's take even a step back from that. Let's let's leave ILS and GPS approaches for a second, and let's talk about that idea of VOR approaches. Because Who here has ever shot a VOR alpha approach? What is a VOR alpha approach? That's an approach that just gets you to the vicinity of the runway complex, right? It's not specific to any one runway. It gets you down sort of low. uh, You know, we can at least see the runway complex, get you in towards the traffic pattern, whatever it may be. And then from there, you're guaranteed you're circling to land on a VOR alpha approach because it's just not lined up for any one particular runway. So when's the last time you did something like that? Maybe it's a good time to hop in the Redbird or just your X-Plane at home flight simulator setup, whatever it may be, and go find a VOR alpha approach. It would benefit you greatly. Just are you... Hopefully, you're never going to be in a position where you have to use it because it's not an ideal approach that you want to shoot. But man, it's a great skill set to have. It's a great trick to have in your tool bag because I guarantee if you've ever done one, the last time you probably did one was 
to become an instrument pilot during your training at some point, I would imagine, because they're just not that common in the real world, but it's a wonderful skill set to truly have. So let's, now that's assuming again that you, you have to circle in that case, but what about an instance where I'm shooting the ILS into 3.6, but the winds are favoring 1.8? I'm going to circle, right? Well, what I typically do, and this goes for my VOR alpha approach especially, is I use my heading indicator to visualize where to look for that runway I want to land on. It's common sense when I'm shooting ILS 3.6 and I want to land 1.8. All right, and I go ahead and I circle to 1.8. But shooting a VOR alpha approach, an approach that really just dumps you out looking at the runway complex, and there may be two runways there, you know, four options in total to land on, and you're gonna have to know relatively quickly which direction you're heading and how, you know, not to re-enter IFR conditions again and enter into that traffic pattern. It's a tough little thing to practice. That's why I encourage you to practice these VOR alpha approaches. Gosh, especially on a day where there's actual conditions, but higher actual conditions, you know, 1,500 feet or so, but good enough so you actually break out and there's actually a little layer to really kind of think about, to, to stay out of when you're circling on these VOR alpha approaches are great, but use that heading indicator to figure out. Now, I always say you land into the number. This sounds so silly, silly but... How many of us, even still today, we're, I can't see you, I can't hear you, uh, so unless there's someone else with you, they're the only one that's going to know this, but how many of you have ever, early on in your training, had that struggle of on a cross country, and there's a 3618 runway, and you're approaching, and you're going, okay, which end is 36? Is it that? I see the runway, but is that end 36, or is that end 36? And you're trying, I mean, we've all had that struggle, right? It, it's just, it's so common. But what I always teach is you land into the number. What I mean by that, if you're looking at your heading indicator, your directional gyro, you look at the number, you land into that number. Picture it, when you're rolling down the runway, right? You're heading into that number. That number is at the top of your heading indicator. That's the direction you're heading. So when you look at the heading indicator, I say you always land into that number. You can spot where that number is. Okay, so that end, the opposite end to that will be runway three, six, whatever it may be to help you really visualize that stuff. Okay. So, but let's go back to that example of, man, I am just, I'm shooting the ILS three, six, but I need a circle to one eight. How long do I need to hold my MDA or my, you know, really it's an MDA in a, in a, in a circling approach because even as a precision approach, they're going to cut you off early and hold you to an MDA of some sort. But how long do I actually hold that before I can descend down? What do I really need, right? Well, we know from the FAR aim, we need three things. We have to have the required flight visibility is number one, and that's measured from where? Or that's measured from the cockpit, not from the ground. So important to know that, that uh, and I, this conversation came up recently in our support ticket software. Jason, how could I possibly shoot an approach when the, I'm listening to the ATIS and it says the weather is below minimums? Well, for my 135 guys, you know, in some other parts, that's an issue. But for my, my Part 91 operators, we, are, we can take a shot at it because we know how weather changes throughout the hour, right? That that ATIS comes out unless they issue a special that 
it may still, it may be getting better. It just depends. We've all been waiting on the ground for the field to go VFR. Even though we're looking outside, we know it's VFR. You're just waiting for that next ATIS to actually cut. So that's why you need the required flight visibility that's measured from the cockpit, not from the ground. The second is the airport is continuously in a position from a descent to a landing on the intended runway can be made at, this is important, normal rate of descent and using normal maneuvers. So these are all to leave MDA, right? Runway flight, uh, required flight visibility, check. Am I continuously in a position from where I can descend to land on that runway using a normal rate of descent and normal maneuvers? And the third thing is the runway environment is in sight. And 91.175 further defines what that runway environment is. That's where you check off. I see this slide, I can send, you know, and everything else. They break that down for you. That's a whole other podcast topic. Okay, we know that. We've checked all those boxes here. But let's think about this. If where does... Where do circling minimums often bring me down to? Using Florida as the example, because it's relatively flat. I mean, they'll bring me down to, in some cases, eight, seven, 600 feet AGL in some cases, and I'm sitting there holding that. Now, I enter on a downwind, using 3.6 as the example. Again, I enter on a left downwind for 1.8 now. I'm at 600 feet flying the downwind. I'm gonna hold my MDA on the downwind because a typical downwind for me is not at 600 feet, right? This is why it's so important to practice circling because your pattern is much lower than you would expect. In fact, I actually don't leave MDA usually on a circling approach until base, final perhaps. I, I'm certainly slowing the airplane down and getting everything in check here, but I don't actually leave that 600 feet AGL if that's the case until I'm on base. I mean, I want to fly into what would look like a normal traffic pattern. I mean, that's what I'm really after, right? So, so that's what I'm working towards in that. So don't think, oh, be my touchdown point car, Pete, power back 10 degrees of flaps. You should have done that a long time ago back at the final approach fix. That should already be in. You should be working to slow that airplane down a little more, but realizing how low you really are. Now, let's say forbid that, man, we're on that downwind and we just re-enter a cloud and we were just, we were just barely outside of it and just visibility drops again. We inadvertently fly into a cloud. We have to go missed. And then really there's any reason we can go missed, but I'll use that as the example. How do you go missed now from a circling approach? Well, this we get from the aim. So previously what I read to you is from the FARs about required flight visibility, continuously you know, make a normal descent, normal maneuvers, runway environment and sight, right? We check those three boxes because I told you I'm not even descending until I'm on base. And at 600 feet, it's gonna be a tight base, tight final and start my descent down from there, right? But now when it comes to going missed, we consult the aim, right? So the aim actually suggests that we make a turn, a sh albeit a shallow turn, back towards the runway environment. Why do they say that? Because if I'm going missed, because I inadvertently found myself back into a cloud, I, my biggest concern is obstacles. And yes, I have my, my 1.3 nautical mile ring that they show, right? That I won't avo I'll avoid any obstacles. I maintain this altitude within 1.3 nautical mile, you know, that, that little safety cone within an instrument approach, right? Yet that 1.3 miles that they, they show you is built around the center of the runway complex. So what they're saying is make that shallow turn back towards the runway, 
or where you believe the runway is to be, right? You, you should always know, have that situational awareness. So you're at least in the middle of that circle as you're starting that climb up and out to avoid any obstacles. It's all about obstacle clearance. And not only should you make a turn back towards the airport, back towards that runway complex, but you still need to fly. Perhaps it's the published mist at this point, maybe you canceled. Uh, geez, I sure hope you didn't cancel, but you know what I mean? That it's a published mist or whatever mist the last controller gave you or, or whoever's gonna give it to you, right? Well it's probably runway heading right out of there. So you've got to turn back towards that runway and get close enough. And then you're switching back to approach awfully quick to get some vectors now, aren't you? To avoid any obstacles, whatever it may be. Just little things like that, that we talk about circling the land, but man, you, you don't do it that much. You do it a few times. I, I don't believe I ever demonstrated on a check ride. We talked about it, but it was never actually demonstrated. So these are little things, just real world little tidbits to kind of share with you so you have that information. I want to read to you from the Pilot Controller Glossary as well. What is that circle to land maneuver? This is the Pilot Controller Glossary now. It is a maneuver initiated by the pilot to align the aircraft with a, with a runway for landing when a straight in landing from an instrument approach is not possible, nor is it desirable. At tower-controlled airports, this maneuver is made only after ATC authorization has been obtained and the pilot has established the required visual references to the airport which are required flight visibility continuously in that position to make a normal descent using normal maneuvers and the runway environment is in sight. You see how it's different for each in that case, but circling the land is something that doesn't get practiced a lot. We started with the basics of VOR alpha approach and worked all the way into circling to, you know, off a straight and approach and circling to the other end of that runway or a different runway, whatever it may be. I mean, obviously circling from 3.6 to 1.8 is the most extreme example. Uh, you would hope to be circling from 3.6 to 9 instead. That'd be a whole lot easier now, wouldn't it? But every situation is so unique. That's why flying a flight simulator for instrument flying is so valuable because it just, it opens up so many doors for you. It allows you to do so many different things and put you in scenarios you wouldn't normally find yourself in. So that's what we're really focusing on. So listen, hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast today. Thank you for working to make us number one in the aviation category in iTunes. And thank you for checking out our number one rated online ground school as well, groundschoolacademy.com for all your written test, check ride, and just being that safe real world pilot needs. It is the number one rated online video-based ground school. So do check it out, groundschoolacademy.com. Enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.